The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey there, buddy. Don't forget, there's plenty of Last Podcast Network merch available over on lastpodcastmerch.com. We got shirts for all of your favorite shows like... Wizard and the Bruiser and Page 7 and No Dogs in Space and of course plenty of stuff for Last Podcast on the left. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com Thank you. Coming down the aisle It's time to fire. It's out of here! It's a miracle! The impossible has happened! Hawkins gonna win the football game! And Osborne wins it! He has broken it! Go crazy, boys! Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with... Katie Dirks. Happy Valentine's Day, Katie. I saw you post a picture of the two most important men in your life. One's a baby, and the other one is your son. Also true. <laughs> wow. That was a husband joke right out the gates. It, you got him. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't... We don't do the, like... I love you uh, Valentine's Day post and when I posted that you don't say you love you I mean we do but we are not like isn't that nice you have a child with this man but now you're bragging about never no. saying I love you and what kind of home is that going to be for Carson no, we always say I love you we always say I love first of all there's a lot of love in this home it's a loving home uh-huh. uh, we just don't do it on the like social medias and then I didn't realize I was posting it and then I was like ah it's cute but it my is caption cute. wasn't like I love you. No, you get a total pass. And as a matter of fact, on social media, I think you could you could advertise how cute your baby is even more because he just is that cute. But then again, who's looking? That's what I want to know. He's a meatball. We call him little meatball. Oh, little meatball. Mr. Meatball. Well, wait until the complexes come later. If you continue to call him that until he's like four or five, he's going to remember it. And then there's the whole, the whole, then you're going to have a meatball. And then, you know, I mean, Mr. Meatball, meatball is Mr. Meatball. It's cute. He's going to grow up. He's going to have a lot of fun and he's going to have a lot of friends, but he's not going to have a lot of self-worth. And then, oh, my God, that's when the drugs start. Oh, anyway. Very, very dark turn. <laughs> no, I think everything is going to be just fine. Katie and I, we had a great Valentine's Day. We did watch the same thing. We watched NXT's Vengeance, which is a mean thing to have on Valentine's Day, but that's what they had. So we're going to talk about what happened with NXT. We don't talk about it enough. Unfortunately, Wednesdays have been a little bit overshadowed by the greatness of AEW. But I got to say, NXT came through in a big way, filled even the loneliest of hearts, were filled with wrestling magic. February 14th, Valentine's Day, for vengeance. What did you think of the pay-per-view? Let's just start with the ladies. Let's start with Shotzi Blackheart, Amber Moon, going against Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. This is for the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Tournament. Of course, every time you see Dusty Rhodes' name in WWE, it's kind of a slap in the face to AEW. Do you feel that way? If you're Cody Rhodes, you're like, I know you own my father's name, but maybe don't rub it in so much, especially given the fact that we know WWE hates tag teams. And for some reason, magically, this event has occurred only when Cody Rhodes gets his own success. Maybe it's just WWE is just going to be notoriously petty for the rest of their existence. Gotta be. Uh, and that's what it just feels like. It's just petty. 
It's just petty. Everyone is out there trying to invest in goop products, trying to get vagina candles or candles that smell like vaginas, trying to remain young, trying to grasp onto their youth. But the only way to truly do it, as we learned from all of our grandmothers, pettiness. And that's why Vince isn't dead. That's why Vince is still here, Mm. because every morning he wakes up and says, how can I turn the screw just a little bit more into the heart of the Rhodes family? Then he remembers, oh, the tool to use to turn said screw is the name Dusty Rhodes. But nonetheless, the tournament itself was fantastic. So I am happy that that took place. Dakota Kai versus Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Your love for Shotzi Blackheart, Katie, has rubbed off on me in only the best ways. I truly think she is the most exciting entrance like across the board. Easy. I love the little tank. And her whole thing, her whole character, her whole in-ring persona is so together. It's so solidified. She is just freaking fantastic. I feel like she's the only one to take the energy that she had on the indies Mm -hmm. and actually copy and paste it into like the mainstream wrestling world. Yeah, they didn't have to do much with her from the indies. They only built on what she already did instead of or what she already does. But Katie, that is a testament. But that's amazing because they always don't have to do much. And then they do a lot. Yeah. When it comes to changing these people and they're like, why didn't it work out? It's like because you butchered them and you neutered what made them so good. Yeah. And I think with Blackheart, one of the things that might go unnoticed is that on the Indies, she was notorious for taking these like very vicious bumps. Like the way she contorts her body when she takes a bump is absolutely horrifying. She is such a believable worker yeah. that when she like she went through the ropes if you've got some time on your hands just look up Shotzi Blackheart bumps no Katie I'm sorry uh, unfortunately I don't think people have any time on their hands right now everyone is so busy the economy is booming everyone's like how many jobs do I have to have in order to continue to make these billions of dollars you know how people are so stressed right now with all okay. the work they have well if you're unemployed like I am uh, <laughs> just spend your time on the internet looking at Shotzi Blackheart bumps like she's just She's so good at it. She's so good. at it. And she's an incredible worker. And I don't want her like character to overshadow how good of a worker she is. She is one of those people, I think, that's going to have a, a really great long career because once her in-ring abilities wither and die because Father Time is undefeated. That's what I've heard anyway, except for ask Tom Brady that who is currently winning against Father Time. She has a role forever, though, in in WWE, regardless of in-ring or out-ring. That's just how talented she is as a persona. Not to go too far down the rabbit hole, but on uh, the Tom Brady topic, I got a nasty gram. You got a nasty gram because you were dumping all over Tampa. So naturally, you're going to get someone to say, "Mm -mm, I love Tampa. Okay, it's my father is in the human dung business and business is booming. You're going to get somebody upset, Miss Dirks. Here's the thing. I'm from Tampa. I'm from there. Wow, you're pulling that card. I can I can only uh, it was a nasty gram. It was the problem is I don't we don't get a lot of nasty grams. I, when I got the nasty gram, it happened to be the first email that I read on my favorite day of the week, which is Friday. And Aww. I read it like 730 in the morning. And then I was just grumpy. And then I was like, you don't understand. I'm from Tampa. I was mad about the guy running on the field on the streaker because it's Tampa, man. Come on, Tampa. You're better than this. Well, evidently, by the way. Apparently, the guy with the streaker, he bet on himself. He supposedly was supposed to win $375,000. He bet $50,000 that a streaker would magically appear on the field during that exact moment. Turns out he was said streaker. So he had some inside information, perhaps, that others didn't. However, because he was so loud about it, I believe he will not be getting that money. If he would have yeah. just shut the fuck up yeah, and just been mouth. like, okay, I did it. Pocket the money and not say anything. It would have been fine. But the one thing that these big industries hate is being publicly mocked. So I don't think he's going to get any of the freaking money. He just got beat up and got rug burned by a series of security guards, which I guess is a reward that is better than cash. It is a pretty it's you know what? It's a well-rounded Florida story. It is. (laughs) A man bets on himself to streak, does streak, gets his ass kicked, and then somehow magically because he's so cocky doesn't get the money after all. It is the story of the Dick State Mm. that is Florida, which is very sad. We can call that vengeance. 
Perhaps vengeance indeed. Although, you know, Katie might malign the great state of Florida, but I firmly, I'm going to be a beach bunny. Fantasize about that <laughs> as much as you want to. I'm going to be a snowbird. I'm going to go. I'm going to hang out with my old Jewish ladies. I'm going to have a great time in Florida. By the time I'm 45, I'm just, I'm going, I'm going, I'm 39 and holding. And then I'm 45 going on 79. I, I co-sign this. I absolutely you. agree. You should go to anything goes in Florida. Anything goes Tom Brady. When he won the championship with the Patriots, it was coveted. The Super Bowl trophy, the Lombardi trophy. It was coveted. He kissed it like it was his son. And then in Tampa, he gets it. He's throwing it across the river. Like yeah, it's a, like it's a freaking cush ball. They were having fun. See Tampa. A little infusion of the Tampa spirit into Tom Brady has made him human. Yeah. It's the first time he's ever been human because he's been humbled or at the very least exposed to what it is to be a real American. And that's those folks there in Tampa. I mean, yeah. Here's the thing. (laughs) Look, I love my hometown. I grew up in Sarasota. It's Uh like 30 minutes south of Tampa. Okay. I love it. My mom still lives there. She worked at a hospital in Tampa. Like, I love it. Right. How many people did she kill? No one. My mom didn't kill anyone. How many people died at her hands? How dare you? Not like I'm still alive. I feel like that's pretty impressive. I'm just saying if you work in the hospitals in Florida, you're going to see a lot of corpses, more so than the vast majority of serial killers. They do call where I grew up Heaven's Waiting Room. Uh, It's a retirement town. Oh, man. What an exciting place to grow up. Of course you're bitter, Katie. You grew up in Heaven's Waiting Room. You grew up in purgatory. That's hell for a kid. I just want better for Tampa. I just want better for Tampa. I am well aware of what the public image that is projected from Tampa. I know it's better than that. That's all I want for Tampa. <laughs> I don't know if it is, but now it they are Super be. Bowl champions. <laughs> so Tom Brady has brought them that at the very least. Anyways. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To Never the apologize. One angry, Never apologize. Uh, I'm not sorry. We know who I'm mad about. I'm mad about the world. And I took it out on Tampa. Only apologize when you're in front of a judge and you're trying to get a couple of years off your sentence. That's the only time I'll ever truly be sorry anyway. All right. (laughs) Going back to vengeance, talking about champions, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. As soon as we knew that they were going to be in the tag team tournament, we're like, oh, those guys are definitely favorites to win. Not because of Dakota Kai, who is like the smallest professional wrestler working today. Yeah. But Raquel Gonzalez with her almost in a Luchasaurus jungle boy like way Mm -hmm. completely evens it out. Raquel Gonzalez is getting the big push. She's the new. I want to say, I mean, I don't want to compare her to Rhea Ripley, but you would be remiss if you didn't. She's huge. She's strong. She's getting a big push. I think Rhea is officially solidified at the very least, I hope, because they better not screw up that beautiful diamond because that she is like shiny and so freaking bright right now. If they screw up the Rhea Ripley storyline, they have no business being in the professional wrestling industry or writing for it. Everyone needs to retire. But Raquel Gonzalez kind of coming up in the Rhea wake. You knew she was going to be strong in this match. I was really pushing for Ember and Shotzi, but alas, Raquel Gonzalez too strong, able to capture the tag team titles with Dakota Kai. But some like, Impressive spots. This match, I I love this match, though. And you know what is is interesting, Katie, though? We've been talking a lot about the women's revolution. This is the next step. Get some kick-ass women's tag teams. I might just be totally ignorant, but has that ever happened before? Have we had women's tag team wrestling? Yes. Women's tag teams exist. There is a women's tag team championship belt. They exist. They have existed. Okay. Uh, There haven't been. It's not like we have the Young Bucks. Right. We don't have a Young Bucks for women. They've been predominantly produced teams similar to what you're seeing here. Ember Moon and Shotzi and Raquel and Dakota. It just seems like they're not. Yeah, they're not quite as established as obviously the men's tag team divisions have been. Uh, despite the fact that men's tag teams have been slowly dismantled, especially in the Vince McMahon era of total dominance when it comes to the wrestling industry, AEW doing their best to bring them back. And of course, NXT adding uh, definitely a conversation. Uh, They are adding a lot to the conversation for tag team wrestling, specifically with the Dusty Rhodes tag team classic finals. So either way, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, Raquel is legitimately the real deal. I thought it was a great match. 
And um, Shotzi Blackheart, whatever her role is going forward, I just can't wait to see what she does. I would watch her host every month. I would watch Shotzi Blackheart's wrestling review. Like, I would just yeah, watch yeah, her yeah. do anything. She's solid. She's super fun. But, I mean, you had, like, you have the Bellas. That's an organic team. But I, I would say outside of the Bellas, I don't know. I don't know if there's been another organic team. Yeah. And even you could argue that the Bellas aren't even that organic because they were models to train to wrestlers. So I don't know. Mm, Right. And of course, they're definitely organic because I watched that reality show they have. They're constantly pregnant, which there's nothing more (laughs) organic than that. All right. So Raquel (laughs) Gonzalez and Dakota Kai pulling off the victory. Good for them. Ember Moon. Good to see her back in NXT. Don't you think so much better already? What they did with her in WWE proper was a total disgrace. They had no idea what to do with her. And she is just, I love her and Shotzi together. Especially with her like slight rebrand. She's had like a little bit of an image rebrand. Yes. Or maybe not even, maybe, I would. I don't think I'd call it a rebrand. I'd call it just kind of a heightening of what she had already established on the main roster. Yes. Um, which is obviously NXT gives you the freedom to do that. Um, so I think, I mean, I love, I love that they finally found a place for a gas mask. Oh, like Amber Moon came down in a gas mask with Shotzi like that fits. That makes sense to me. Absolutely. We have a bit of a tank girl vibe as well. And if you think about how thirsty you get in the ring, you really do want water. And imagine in 20 years when wrestlers are actually fighting over the right to get a sip of water as the real world water wars progress because we're almost there (laughs) isn't that nice (laughs) all right moving on to the boys msk wesley and nash carter versus grizzled young veterans james drake and zach gibson msk gets the win this was my first time really experiencing grizzled young veterans and i have to say this talk about two true legit tag teams with moves that integrate, they, they, they co-integrate moves. They work together simultaneously, almost like a wonderful Olympic gymnastic swimming group where they swim under the water. And you can imagine how difficult that is. More difficult than doing gymnastics on the moon is doing them under the water. And they move in synchronicity. And it was beautiful to watch two tag teams that know how to be tag teams working. It wasn't just one-on-one each time someone was in the ring. It was four different exciting parts working together at all times. So I thought this match was fantastic. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was odd. Like this was, and I wasn't like you, I wasn't too familiar with these guys. I feel like uh, one of them I recognized from the indies, but for the most part, I thought for sure when these guys came down the ramp, I was like, oh, this will be a quick match. I just thought it was like a quick little introduction mm-hmm. match. One of them will job to the other team. And that wasn't the case at all. In fact, it was, I would say it was, it got a long spot. It got a longer spot than the Io Shirai and Tony Storm match. I was shocked about that. It really did. And of course, the grizzled young veterans, I believe Zach Gibson was the one who had the microphone to start with. Pretty hot promo coming in and uh, they definitely beat the hell out of MSK for a large portion of this match. But of course, MSK able to pull off a win because teamwork makes the dream work. And indeed they're sleeping good tonight because they are NXT dusty Rhodes tag team champions, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it was a, that was a really fun match. This whole pay-per-view was like, so this whole pay-per-view, every single match was great. Ah, The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
All right. Well, let's get to the controversy then. Let's talk Uh-oh. NXT American Championship, Johnny Gargano versus Kushida. What did you think? I, first of all, I think any match with Johnny Gargano on a pay-per-view is always going to be an A-plus match. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I thought this match was just that. And I love Kushida. I love Kushida. Kushida is my favorite, my, was my favorite wrestler in New Japan. So the fact that he's here and still in his gimmick that's very similar to what he was doing in New Japan is so fun to me. I love the Kushida gimmick. I love that he dresses like Marty McFly. It's really fun. I like his boots. I like his shirt and his jeans. Mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost sometimes things can be too perfect, can't they? And I almost feel like when, man, I don't even know how to say this because I'm going to sound like an asshole. But it was a great match from the Dave Meltzer school of great matches. It, it started on the ground, very good technical wrestling. and mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes... I don't want to see two boys scrap it out on the ground doing all the flim flammery. Um, mm-hmm. I would prefer to see some more high mm-hmm. spots. I think the high spots when they came were really cool and I was happy with the tension break. I get what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Part of me just feels like this was sometimes give me a triple D diners, drive-ins and dives. Sometimes I just want a nice pounded out piece of meat deep fried and put onto some bread and, and call it like the garbage plate. Okay. I don't need fine five-star dining every time I go out. And that's what this match Are felt to me. Are you complaining? This match felt to me like, oh my, like Henry good? Zabrowski. No, Henry Zabrowski is taking me out for dinner, which means I'm not going to eat because he takes <laughs> you to these places that it's like, this one comes straight from the clitoris of the cow. And it's like, I don't care. I don't want any of this. It's disgusting. Give me a roast beef sandwich or something. <laughs> this felt like I was being served a, a thing that I'm like, yes, I know this is very good. But also, like, can I just get a number four with the Diet Coke? Like, why? Man. It was a little bit too highbrow. I'm humbling myself you wanted, to the you opinion. You wanted Waffle House and you got IHOP. No, I did not. I wanted IHOP and I got, I got, I'm trying to think of a celebrity <laughs> chef that hasn't been completely discredited for a series of reasons. I got. Uh, Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. I'm, I'm like, I don't want a Gordon Ramsay five-star dish. I just want. Give me one of the chefs from worst cooks in America, because all they do is put cheese on it. And then I'm like, all right, good. I know technically it's dog shit, but it's got so much cheese on it. I like it. I've also keep in mind been watching nothing but 1998, 1999 WCW pay-per-views for the past week. So maybe my acceptance for high quality matches is lowered. But where I mean, I'm not asking for a dildo on a pole match like what they were doing in WCW because they basically were like gape your opponent and then you win at the end. Like the matches were so ludicrous. It was like a fever dream in the mind of Vince Russo come to life, which that man should never, ever articulate any of his thoughts. But I just felt like I knew I was watching something good, but I was a little bit bored. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Katie, but I know it was really good. I know it was good. It was so good. It was. Well, it was so good. Johnny Gargano won. He beat Kushida. It was so good. And I good. love this on multiple levels. Okay. A, the match was amazing. And I'm sorry that it didn't have all the cheese and butter and syrup from your <laughs> from your uh, from your Waffle House. That's what I four, want. Uh, which I absolutely love. And I might make Waffle House eggs after this because I learned how to do it because I looked mm-hmm. up the recipe. I think you have to spend some time in jail before you can really make them good. And that's that's actually that's a true. nice thing that Waffle House does. They hire it's people so ex-cons and good for them. I, we I love, our love Waffle House. Absolutely. I have a Waffle House sweatshirt that I ordered. Aww. I miss Waffle House terribly. This was a delicious match, whether it's a Waffle House number four or a Morton steak that's overpriced. Okay. And I, I loved it. I agree. I agree. It was, again, if you want to watch a perfect technical wrestling match, Watch Kushida versus Johnny Gargano. Fantastic build. Every big spot you were like, oh, my God, that happened because everything else around it wasn't exactly overly exciting. I don't care for kayfabe wrestling. I don't care for the joint manipulate. I just don't. Okay, that's fair. Because it reminds me of like when Lesnar fought um, Cain Velasquez. When he wrestled him in Saudi Arabia. That short lived story. <laughs> and they tried to make like a kayfabe shoot fight. But I'm like, why That's is so it like, I don't know. 
The thing, the, okay, I think one of the things that also came out of this match that I think I understand what you're saying. I hear you. I see you. I hear you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think that the nuance in this match is very similar to, say, a classic Kenny Omega match where there was between every move had intention. It wasn't just like, and it, there was like a lot of joint manipulation and the submission and stuff like that. Um, Which but, is cheating, by the way. And we'll get to the Pete Dunn match here in a second. But as someone who is really tall, who fights with a lot of my little friends, they do small joint manipulation. And that is a bogus way to fight. And I don't like it. And it's rude. And, it, and it's and it's hard on my hands. It does. It does. I mean, it hurts. Look, that's what you got to do to take down the big guy. Uh, I love this match. And I think I that I this know. is a good story. I think hopefully they're building to more with these two. And I think that this is a perfect opponent for Gargano to help push and show off his actual skill uh, for Kushida. So on multiple levels, I love this match. I did think it was an A+. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love that you earned the high spots in this match. I love that. Yes, I think, again, it was very nuanced and it was very technical, but every move had a, a storied intention as opposed to mm. some matches that are just kind of move for move for move and everybody's trying to win. Yes. Whereas this one seemed to have, yes, while they're both trying to win, it, this seemed to like very dial in mm. uh, specific story points. I get it. And I think that is, you know, sometimes I say I just want to go and I want to hang out in a field where all the trees have already blossomed their fruit and I don't want to see how the seed grew. And this match was a lot of the growth. And then by the end of it, yes, they planted the seed and then it grew. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I just Mm want to go and kind of jump right in the middle there. But I understand what you're saying. And I am also admitting that I am wrong. I get that. (laughs) I am white trash. Look, there's nothing wrong. No, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Also, at uh, some point, I just sit there with my dogs and I'm like, they're so sweaty and they were just grinding on each other the whole time. And I'm like, my goodness, guys, shit or get off the pot. Kiss or get out of there. <laughs> Make out. <laughs> just do it. Well, that's why whenever I watch, because I was an amateur wrestling, got third in state. It was like the Catholic League. So, you know, not the most difficult. But when humble you watch, brag, though. almost humble break. But when you watch amateur wrestling at some point, you're just like, when are you guys going to go on a date? Like, what is happening? You are, your cock is in his mouth. And somehow I'm supposed to pretend like this is the most masculine thing <laughs> I'm seeing today. All right. Well, <laughs> nonetheless, congratulations, Johnny Gargano. Were you happy with the conclusion? Did you think it made sense that uh, he retained Kushida? Obviously, is he going to what do you think Kushida's storyline is going to be like going forward? Are they going to use him properly? Uh, I hope that they build this into a chase. I hope that this match continues. I would like to think that Kushida Gargano is a new Gargano and Ciampa. I don't, I don't think it'll be that emotional and yeah. that like deep, but I'd like to see them try for something of that ilk, if you will. How many times did those dudes wrestle in Japan? Gargano and Kushida? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. It seems like they definitely had a history though, right? Because that was kind of the whole, like, anything you can do, I can do better. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to. I will have to look this up. Yes. Well, that's all good. It really it does not matter too much. Johnny Gargano versus Kushida Gargano retaining the championship belt. And they say it was a 10 pound championship belt. So I actually want to buy that one because that looks kind of I like the North American title. It's kind of cool. Mm. Isn't that nice? Well, speaking of titles, NXT Women's Championship, Io Shirai versus Tony Storm versus Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes Martinez, an old timer. She's been around for a while. Tony Storm, new on the scene. Uh, this is her biggest match, I think, to date. I think that's safe to say. Yeah, only because she got injured. But yeah, in recent history. And speaking of tanks, Tony Storm, I do not mess with her. She's, she's got a base that will crush you. That's not bad. She's awesome. She is awesome. I'm saying she could deadlift like a pickup truck. She's like Mark Henry for crying out. She's she's a tough ass chick. Yeah. Io Shirai going in a triple threat. Io Shirai does end up retaining and she's amazing. And this was my favorite thing that I commented on my Instagram feed. You know what I said? Mm-mm. Her outfit looks like ketchup and mustard mixed together, which is the best condiment that there is. All right. There you go. There you you. go. No problem. I did it. I love it. Uh, But this was Mercedes Martinez. It was nice to see her get some attention. Evidently, I did a a bit of a Google search on her. 
Apparently, she has been busting her ass for a long time. And this was yeah. her biggest break to date. And uh, she totally wonderful job, totally competent, great wrestler. And uh, I was just really happy that all of her hard work has paid off, at least in some ways, getting an NXT championship shot was really awesome with two of the up or Io Shirai established as one of the great ones right now. And Tony Storm, a wonderful up and comer. Yeah, I love this match. And I love that they're leading into Mercedes story of kind of weathering the diva era and yeah. always staying true to her, like her, her initial character and never really bending to the requests or the, uh, the right. image consultants, uh, I love that story for her. I hope that they I, keep it going. I think it's fun because it was immediately like something that I was like, "Ooh, I like this. I like that they're pushing the story. And for her, you know, it's interesting because when it comes to again, I've just been loving watching the late 90s, even in WWE. I've just been watching their pay-per-views, just having them on in the background makes me feel like I'm a kid again back in the womb. AKA back in my parents' house where they would have a bunch of food for me to eat for free, which I liked. But when it comes to weathering the attitude era or more specifically the divas era, it's one of those really tricky things where they just ask you to do stuff. And if you say no, it's like, okay, you can say no. Very similar to what happened with COVID where Vince is like, if you don't want to perform, if you don't feel safe, you you don't don't have have to. to. Don't Uh, two weeks later, someone else to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Two weeks later, everyone is fired who didn't show up. And, you know, so basically if you're Martinez, you're like, well, do you want to wrestle in a bunch of oil and get massive fake tits and fight Deborah a whole bunch and do all of that? Oh, you don't. Oh, okay. That's fine. That's all right. Someone else will do it. Someone else will do it next gal up. And I think that kind of temptation And this is why I think that storyline is really cool, like to stand up against that kind of temptation. And there's nothing wrong with doing any of those things either. If you were like, yeah, I'll go wrestle in baby oil. I don't. That's great. Have fun with it. You know, be entertaining. But that wasn't what you wanted to do. And I think if they can stress that storyline a little bit more, it'll be really good because she definitely stood up for what she wanted, what her image that she wanted to project was. And it probably cost her a shitload of TV time at the very least. I mean, yeah, she, like she was huge on the indies. She was in Ring of Honor. She was in Shimmer. She did like her background is well noted. And I think one of the things that I said to James last night when we were watching, I was like, oh, my God, the NXT locker room has got to be so much fucking fun these days for the women because they've all almost all of them have had some sort of run on the indies. Like they all came up together wrestling and working together on the indies to chase the dream of working for WWE or a version of the dream to work for the big company and to be on TV on a regular basis and to be a superstar and to have those pay-per-view moments. So like, it's got to be so much fun in that locker room for the women right now, because they all started together in some way or another. They've all done matches together around the world. They've worked with similar promotions. Like Mm -hmm. it's just so fun to see the women's division right now kind of grow into that. Yeah. And you definitely saw that when it comes to Bianca Belair, when she won the uh, Royal Rumble here very recently, the reaction behind the scenes they have. Uh, I believe it's the the Chronicle or maybe it's a, a WWE 24. I'm not sure which of the docuseries she was in, or maybe it was the one where they highlight the specific person as well. I forget. But nonetheless, they show the behind the scenes footage and it was really organic. And that mm-hmm. is like awesome. And even when it comes to the men, That's one of the biggest differences that the old timers say when they come back. They're like, oh, everyone is kind of nice to each other in the locker room. And I just feel like why not? Because at the end of the day, the powers that be are going to make the decision. So you can sit there and have a horrible time with these people. Or you can be like, let's just be chill because whatever it is, it's going to be. Yeah. You know, it's not like the NWO Hogan era where Hogan and the NWO had way too much freaking power. And they got to decide who was going to win, when they were going to get the championships. I mean, that's what led to the whole Sting Hogan disaster. Man, watching those little late 90s WCW pay-per-views, I'm surprised those audiences didn't freaking riot because they would just be like (laughs) Sting versus Hogan and the match wouldn't happen. Like the match just didn't happen. Yeah. And then Goldberg won and it, it. it. And it's funny because we like we joke about WWE's like malpractice now. But then we like I conveniently forget that they've been like this for decades. Like they've been doing this for decades. And I would almost say WCW. It seems slightly worse in some ways. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Anything to sell tickets. Anything to sell tickets with like a small little asterisk at the bottom of the promo that's like subject to change. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Maybe Vince needs to have a little change. All right. You never know. So anyway, Io Shirai remains the NXT women's champion. I think that's the right choice. I love her. She's fantastic. And the NXT women's division. What do you think? That's the best women's division in wrestling right now. Easily. Hands down. No questions asked. Like as it stands right now, NXT women's division is the best division there is. Any concern with anyone getting called up? So much concern. Like, okay. I like I don't want to see any of... I mean, I'd be okay with Mercedes being called up because I feel like she doesn't have the connection with the audience on the NXT level. Right. I mean, people love her, and I think she's great. But I don't think from a character standpoint, there's not an investment in her yep. as there are people like Shotzi and Tony and even Candice LeRae. There is a, a relationship fans have with them because they've watched them grow from the indies. Even Mercedes, I feel like she's been on the indie so long that like she deserves the main roster. Give it to her. Let her have it. Let her kill it. But I don't think there's a lot that the main roster can do to her that will ruin her. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. She's already endured so much. She's already endured so much and she's such a badass and everyone respects her. Like, right. I'm less concerned about her going and getting watered down than like a Shotzi. I'm absolutely. terrified that Shotzi's going to get called up and she's going to get lost in the shuffle. Or they're like, they'll put her with the, the riot squad because they all kind of look the same. You know what I right, mean? Like, it just right. feels like... It's so predictable what they would want to do to Shotzi if she were to get pulled up. Absolutely. I completely agree. And of course, nothing wrong with the Riot Squad. Love them. We love them. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right. And just lastly, when it comes to NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day instead of Valentine's Day, you get it. Although I don't know if we need to highlight any more family violence than this year has already highlighted because of COVID. But nonetheless, Finn Balor versus Pete Dunne. Finn Balor does retain the title, but the big story here is Adam Cole. What the hell is going on right now with Adam Cole and his cronies with the Undisputed Era? I'm here for it. I love whatever's happening. I love that they have built this relationship within the undisputed era that's just rock solid and it's been going on for years how long have the undisputed era has been around for years since nxt came about i mean i see, i think it was like the first like like the fourth no, week that no 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 it's been it like, was it like 10 years ago no it hasn't been that long look there it's so oh my god it's so much fun because there's an emotional investment it's been around since 2017 they are so much fun. Everyone loves them. They can do no wrong. They're champions. And it was only a matter of time until mm-hmm. they broke up. And I absolutely love it. I love, love, love it. This is how you build a story. They're doing it. Yes, I agree. Adam Cole super kicked. Uh, who did he super kick? He super kicked Finn, right? Yeah. And then after that, people were forced to make a choice. So yes. Kyle O'Reilly, where did he know? So th- there's like a split going on right now. Right. So yes. Adam Cole, who is going to go side with Adam Cole from the Undisputed Era? It's when O'Reilly started to argue, Adam Cole drop kicked him. Yes. And then Roderick Strong was kind of like in the back. In the mix. Yeah. Bobby Fish wasn't in the ring. So it was only the three of them. It was O'Reilly, Cole, and Roderick Strong. Okay. And they were like celebrating Finn Balor. And then out of nowhere, Woo. a kick to Finn Balor. 
And then everyone's shocked. He does do a great super kick. Oh, she's so good. And then a kick to O'Reilly. And then Roderick Strong is in the back, kind of like, I don't know what to do. Right. And Adam Cole's like, let's go, buddy. And then it kind of go, goes to black, and you don't really know what Roderick Strong winds up doing. And I love the Undisputed Era is coming to a tumultuous ending. I love it much like the end of The Sopranos. It fades to black. We can only infer what's happening right now. Thankfully, unlike The Sopranos, the season continues. So I'm assuming we will get some answers. Adam Cole, he can't go it alone. That's all I'm going to say. He's too tiny. He's going to get tore apart. He needs to have his buddies around him. I think he just made a horrible, horrible choice. I love this. I disagree. I think that Adam Cole is Adam Cole, baby. And he can do whatever he wants. He's an incredible wrestler. He's an incredible Mm -hmm. talent. He's like a new Shawn Michaels. He's like a little Shawn Michaels. He is like a little Shawn Michaels. Okay. He's like a young Shawn Michaels. Yeah, but at some point you do stop growing, Katie. I don't think he's not going to grow into Shawn Michaels. He's done. I mean, he is the new Shawn Michaels. I think he's going to realize how important his friends were. No. And sometimes you got to keep your friends around. No. He is the best and they were holding him back. He was the champion. How were they holding him back? This needed to happen and I absolutely... I love it. I'm so excited about that. Well, I think he's going to get tore limb from limb as soon as he doesn't have his buddies behind him. And Strong, that's the only guy that's going to be there for you? Oh, my goodness. I don't know. We'll see what happens. He damn near got beat up by that punter. I love it. I'm I'm so excited about the story. And I do feel bad that this story kind of overshadowed the Balor-Dunn match because the Balor-Dunn match was good. I have my hangups about it. It was good. But it was good. It was good. A uh, good small joint manipulation that Pete Dunne has. Again, the cleavage outfit is is a lot, but... I do wish that Pete Dunne would grow his bit. Because the finger snap to me is just a little silly. Well, I have to give Finn credit. He did act like his hands were run over by a Mack truck. They were mangled. He, he didn't even hold the championship belt. He's like, put it around my waist. Like his hands were all messed it's so up. Silly. He did a really good job. I don't know what else Pete done. I like the gimmick. I really do. Um, and so I'm not going to diss on Pete Dunn. The only problem is every time I post about him, I always get messages being like, why is he so orange? And then like, why am I attracted to his cleavage because of the cut of his shirt, which is the power of clothing. Yeah, he wears it well. He wears the cleavage well. I don't know if he does. It makes really? me because you, I feel cleav- like he's been working out the chest. You no, I like know. I understand what what the thing is. I mean, it's just a strange. I don't want to talk about the cut of his outfit, but it is, you know, it's a strange cut for a man. You think about putting things in between his breasts uh, okay. there. If you've seen footage okay. of that. Um, You know what I'm talking about there. So anyway, I just get a little bit distracted by the look. (laughs) But yes, it was a good match. Finn Balor. Also, I don't even want to say this, but I'm sitting there watching it. And I'm, you know, how loose skinned I am. But Finn Balor, I mean, it's tough to stay shredded. He's a little jigglier than he used to be. But then again, he also has like 1% body fat. Oh, come on. I'm just saying it's impossible. Oh, he went from 1% body fat to like 1.2% body fat. That's why stay fat, be fat. And then you lose a little bit of weight. Everyone's like, you look amazing. But with Finn, (laughs) it's like, oh, my God, he had a taquito, like a half of a taquito. And everyone's like, buddy, are you okay? Like, it looks like you're kind of falling off the workout regime because he's so buff. I had a margarita. Everyone leave me alone. He had. Yeah, he had like a look of sugar. He even maybe he looked at a Pizza Hut commercial. And like just like gained a small amount of weight because his brain was like fantasizing of cheese and even Mm -hmm. thinking about cheese can pack on some pounds. I don't know. All I know is he's in great shape, um, but uh, he was a little bit tighter before. And I can't I'm not even criticizing him. I'm just not. I'm just saying. It is definitely a slippery slope. (laughs) Well, he looks great. I'm just saying that's why you got to again. Lower the expectations. You know, look at Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was never particularly buff. I mean, he was strong, but he had a little chub on him. I'm just going to let you keep digging this hole. Thank you. Finn Balor <laughs> looks very good. All right, I'm done. <laughs> anyway, let's do a quick toss-up question. Cody Rhodes, he has said there's no reason the WWE couldn't do a potential crossover with AEW. What do you think? Is that even possible? 
And if that does happen, does that uh, what happened? What I don't even know if I want them to know. I know that they know okay, each other exists, first but I don't know if I want them to recognize each other on television. They already do. They yeah. already like they keep throwing each other. They keep throwing like like there's so many there's shade. Uh, yeah, like there's so much shade, so much shade. The like, Cody Rhodes came out to the Triple H throne and when he first that was debuted. awesome throne breaker like, and there's so I, you can't say that like one is doing digs maybe better than the other but i do wholeheartedly believe and know for a fact that cody is a worker he has grown up a worker his dad was one of the best workers in the business this is all for the clicks this is all for the clicks well i think it's also for the imagination Because if it would happen, what would that even look like? The one thing I would like is like Miro's revenge and like all of the discarded WWE air quotes trash uh, coming back and just being like, we're back. We're better than ever. Remember us? Fuck you. Like that could be kind of cool. But I'm not sure how Vince would even allow that to happen anymore. I would love to see Wednesday Night Wars. I'd love to see matchups between our NXT kids and AEW kids because I feel like yeah that would be cool they're on par they're so talented and they're like I was thinking today like I don't even want to watch the main roster anymore because it's not good it doesn't feel like wrestling it feels like I'm watching to pay commercial bills yeah that's what it feels like it feels like the only reason there's space on television in between commercials that's what it feels like but NXT is so good you can invest in characters and there's like personal stories and it just feels so much more defined and yes. risky than anything they're doing on the main roster. I don't know what raw, uh, raw Monday night raw. That's what I call it. I'm not sure what's going on. SmackDown a little bit more watchable. I think the two hour confinement really, really helps. Mm-hmm. But yeah, raw. It's just my God. Talk like about they're not even trying. No, they're not trying. It's worse acting than the Red Shoe Diaries, and there's not even like. It's worse writing, too. It's very bizarre. And then the in-ring action, of course, you're going to find some gems in there. But they don't even really let them wrestle. There ain't enough wrestling anymore. They can't get hurt. You can't do anything to get hurt. Right. So that's a massive problem. I mean, which I don't want anybody to get hurt either. So don't get hurt. I don't want anyone to get hurt. I want to watch them wrestle forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. But naturally, of course, many injuries will occur. But I do think you're right. NXT and dynamite like maybe a once a year invasion angle i wonder if they could figure something like that out because you're right those rosters aew and nxt those rosters working together they could and they're both good you know that they're all still like nxt wrestlers and aew wrestlers are legit friends in many ways yeah, Keith, oh my God, you could do like a PWG full card matchup because they're all in. You could have like Adam Cole, you could have the Young Bucks, you could have Kevin Owens, you could have all like Keith Lee, all these guys that have shared awesome. an actual match to get like they've sh- they were on the Mount, they did Mount Rushmore for uh, PWG, Battle of Los Angeles. You could have this awesome, this so, so many awesome potential matchups if you were to even, if you were to even like open that door just like half an inch. Just like a little couple guys do an invasion angle or like, can you imagine Young Bucks dropping in on NXT? The place would just implode. Oh, my God. It would be crazy. Oh, my God. I would love to see that. Don't get I've now I'm too excited. Maybe late 2021, early 2022, when we get rewarded for staying alive over the covid pandemic, they better give us something really, really exciting because, you know. We deserve it, damn it. We've eaten a lot of frozen pizzas this past year and a half, and we deserve to see people in shape wrestling. Yeah. That's what I said. Now I'm just fantasy booking like if. Don't start fantasizing about Cole Cabana. It's going to go down a whole nother road for you. Cole Cabana. I love him. (laughs) You're so weird. I'd send him a Valentine, a little Valentine. Did you send him one? No, I didn't. Thank God. Thank God. It's probably creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, let's do this week's match from the past. As I've mentioned a thousand times on this episode, I've been watching a bunch of WCW late 90s. So let's go to Halloween Havoc 1998. Chris Jericho 
versus Raven, watching the late WCW era, watching the late 90s WCW, the dying, the death of that era. Jericho still brought it every time. Jericho Jericho, has been so good for so long, cannot be understated what a legend he is. I mean, and he's beautiful. And once again, you're fantasizing in a different direction. I just think he was, look, I think he looked great in this era. Oh, so you like him in 1999 era. What about bloat era? And again, still in great shape. Dad bod bloat, though. Um, look, I like I like young Jericho. <laughs> All right. There it is. Well, let's watch young Jericho take on Raven or listen to rather. And if you have the network, highly recommend watching the clusterfuck that is the decline of WCW. Poor Tony Schiavone. They have no idea what's going on. The announcers are the last to know. And they just, they have no, like, everything is a nightmare. And again, it's amazing those fans didn't, like, riot over not getting what they were told they were going to get. It's like, it's so bad. Um, It's so bad. All right. Well, let's move on just very briefly to the play of the week. And we're going to go to a hockey play NHL, which Katie and I are going to be talking about more. We got a bunch of messages from people being like, can you cover hockey? Nobody likes my sport because it takes place on ice and it's too cold. But we love hockey. So we are going to watch it. We're going to follow it closer. The season has just begun. But my God, the highlights are already coming in. And hockey is a really fun sport because if you think about it, no other sport could somebody at some point get sliced in the neck and then bleed out onto the ice, which has happened before. Wow. So be very careful. It's like football with knives. That's my take on hockey in general, the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. Football with knives. I mean, the, look, the fun thing about hockey is that it can literally come down to the, a fraction of a second in the game to win. That's what I love about the game can change in a fraction of a second. And it's so much fun. And back in the day, you used to have a difficult time watching it on the screen, but now with high def, it's much easier. And that is why I've been able to sit through multiple games. And again, I'm getting enough knowledge at some point to be able to talk about it. Full disclosure, not really there yet, but I will be at some point in the near, near, near future. We'll get you through. I grew up a figure skater, so I grew up. I actually grew up teaching hockey to little kids in Tampa Bay. Oh, that's adorable. Figure skater. Wow. Like a Tanya Harding. Yeah. Was it really that intense? Uh, Yeah, it was like a competitive figure skater for uh, like 15 years of my life. Fun fact about Katie Dirks. How'd you even do it? I mean, I started. You do all the spins and stuff? Yeah. I was competitive. Oh, my God. Yeah. I trained in Florida. Did you have a double axle? I could do a double axel. Wow. And did you know how to beat your opponents in the kneecaps with batons? I never went that far, but that story broke as I was getting into the sport. And then all of a sudden, like overnight, there was like a sudden interest in uh, figure skating. And it was it was insane. I was too young to really know what was going on, but I knew that my sport was popular all of a sudden. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) No one even watches figure skating. 
That's awesome, though. And the, but the Tampa Bay Lightning would train in my ice rink. It was in Brandon, in Tampa, and oh Hulk my. Hogan and uh, Brooke. Because Brooke was a figure skater. Oh, my God. Brooke Hogan was a figure skater. Oh, yeah. There's a lot to unpack with figure skating. Brooke Hogan was a figure skater? Yeah. Mm -hmm. At the height of his. She's so strong and big. Yep. And, of course, you know when Hulk Hogan was there, because he commands the room, um, that they would give him his own little section. Like, there's two ice rinks, and there's, like, a big middle section where, like, the gym was. And like little private booths and he would be in one of those private booths while she practiced. Wow. Just watching his daughter figure skate. What a day for the Hulkster. He loved that daughter of his and he still does. He had her song play every time a phone call would ring. But of course, she also called him when he was having sex on camera, which that was bad. But you remember that? No. The, the Hulk Hogan sex tape? No, I remember that. She calls him. It's her song that oh. plays. That was his ringtone for her. And he was in the middle of having sex with Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. I don't. You I know don't. how sometimes dad is busy? I try. Look, I try. That one like hit a little too close to home. <laughs> that one, because I also worked on Hogan Knows Best when we were shooting in Tampa. Really? Yeah. How was that experience? I don't even know that, Katie. You're sharing yeah. so much today. I know. I'm just a little open book today. Right? You are an open end. book. What was Hulk Hogan like? How was that family to work with? They were fantastic. I loved them. Aww. They were, it was like my first, it wasn't my first show, but it was like a, I want to say it was like an associate producer or like a glorified PA on that show. It was like, we watched them kind of get famous all over again and then everything kind of fell apart. Yeah, because then didn't his wife end up banging an 18-year-old pool boy who was all buff? Here's the thing. True story. I can't really dive into those stories because they break my heart. Oh. They're so sad. A lot happened to the family, and I feel bad because it's, I don't know. They were, you know, them and uh, and the Osbournes, I think they were the first two families to realize that the cameras everywhere, it just destroys your whole life. Especially if you don't have like a solid foundation. Yeah. Which oh. was the hard part. Anyway, nothing is more solid than frozen ice. Let's get back to the play of the week. The NHL. We're talking New York Islanders versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. This is a goal by Azekas. It's a badass play. Everybody loves it. Let's listen. Especially in the third period. Turnover. Azekas. He's in. He scores. What a goal! Casey Sezikis, as he's falling down, makes a move around to Smith and scores. Well, I'm already voting for goal of the week at the NHL.com. All right, there it was. I don't know how anyone scores in hockey. It's amazing that it ever happens. So that is why it was highlighted as play of the week. More hockey content to come. And let us know what you want to hear us blab about. Of course, uh, next week, I think we also have a pay-per-view coming up next week. We'll have Elimination Chamber. And then Mm -hmm. as the time goes on, of course, uh, the NBA will start heating up quite a bit. The NHL will heat up. Hopefully not too much because they got to keep the ice cold. Busy day for the Zamboni driver. Oh, I'm having fun now. It's a fun sport because it's the only sport that you have to play a game in addition to having an like like an extra skill. Like you have to yes. know how to skate to play hockey. It's right. like you have to learn how to run to play basketball or football. Like you have to learn how to do this one skill so well and then play a game on top of it. Absolutely. And then, of course, you also have to fight. And I watched a great documentary on NHL bruisers. Very suicidal. Turns out they don't want to fight every day, but they do have to because they're not exactly they don't score enough. So they have to fight. But how great is that? How great is that? And unbelievable. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Katie and I will be back with you next week and we'll keep you informed on all things wrestling and a little bit of sports news pepper down in there as well. Hail yourselves, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. 
That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.